Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic Podcast. I am Louise Eddington. I am a soul astrologer and author of two books, The Complete Guide to Astrology, which is an Amazon bestseller, and Modern Astrology. And I help uh, my clients to create a life um, free of limitations and limiting beliefs using the guidance of the planets and the stars. And how are you all? I'm recording this on the day of the blood red moon eclipse that was earlier this morning. I did wake up to um, at the time that I would have been able to see it but I could not see it from my yard. There was some clouds, we have a lot of trees, I'm kind of in a dip and to be quite honest I was a bit, a bit lazy at 5am and did not feel like putting my clothes on and driving out to see it because I've seen several blood red moon eclipses. But um, I hope some of you got to see it, they're quite astounding to um, see. I certainly felt the energy and soaked it up and blood red moons, um, total lunar eclipses, do tend to eclipse and reveal a lot more than um, partial lunar eclipses, uh, for example. Uh, big things start to happen around the time of blood red moon eclipses. And here in the US, we see a grand jury possibly going to indict a foreign president and, and such like. I don't want to go into it. You probably know what's happening in the news. But today I'm here to talk to you about the uh, next eclipse, which is a solar annular eclipse that takes place on June the 10th. That one will be about the same time, actually, 4.52 a.m., Salt Lake City time, which is 3.52 a.m. Pacific and um, 6.52 a.m. Eastern and 11.52 a.m. Um, London time, Universal time. And that um, annular solar eclipse will be at 19 degrees and 47 minutes of um, Gemini. But before I go into uh, what I'm going to talk about with the eclipse, I do want to talk first of all about the card I pulled. And I pulled the uh, adjustment card, which is the eight or Libra card in the Toth Tarot that I use for this podcast. Uh, you can see it's got the scales of uh, balance and harmony and it's an air sign and it's an it's the card number eight, which is a number of strength and infinity. The The card is uh, very Venusian coloured. It's green and yellow, which are the colours of Venus. And the whole card is very much about bringing things into balance. We can see the figure. She's uh, perfectly balanced with the scales. She has kind of these um, ball kind of pivot things that are perfectly balanced as well. And and she is uh, kind of bringing everything into balance, her mind into centre. She holds a sword down to the um, her feet, which is perfectly centred as well. And, and this is the principle of balance, justice and realignment, um, this card. 
And, and so um, I want to read you a quote from the book by Anjali Zarian that goes with these uh, with this tarot deck or that you can buy to go with it. And um, the quote seems to especially speak to this Gemini um, new moon eclipse. Know thyself, nothing in excess. The self is required to balance the self. And that's from the Book of Runes and uh, by Ralph Bloom. Now, this is not an easy eclipse, I have to say. It's got huge potential. And we're right now, we're in this tunnel that's kind of kind of take us really down into um, into the dark of this moon uh, for the new moon eclipse, which a, a solar annular eclipse is a new moon eclipse. It's a long eclipse. It's over three minutes in length, which is, is really um, uh, a, a quite lengthy one. It's an annular eclipse, so it's got the ring of fire. The sun's um, disk does not get completely blocked out by the moon's shadow, but um, it's one of the most, you know, the ring of fire is kind of like burning off what we need and taking us into these new beginnings. Now it's a 19 uh, degree eclipse, which is um, also quite a challenging number. And I'll talk to that a little bit, but it's 19, which is one plus nine is 10 and a one. So it's, so it's both a one and a nine. Nine is completion. One is new beginnings and, um, and then it's a 10 and then it's a one. So I'll look at all those numbers. It's a north node eclipse, so it's moving, it's something we're moving towards, something that we're yearning for. Now, we did have a total eclipse on December the 14th, 2020, that was almost at the opposite point at 23 degrees Sagittarius, but that was on a, on the south node. That was on the releasing end of the nodes, that was leaving something behind and making something new. This one is really pulling us towards something. We've had the um, the North Node in Gemini since last May, and we are really being pulled to think differently and to um, to really write a new story in so so many ways. Now, this is a Mercury ruled eclipse. Uh, Mercury rules Gemini, and Mercury is uh, stationing retrograde um, on the 29th. I'm recording this on the 26th, but this eclipse will be conjunct Mercury. So we'll have the North Node at 10 degrees of um, Gemini. So there's another 10-1. We've got the Sun and Moon together at 19 degrees of Gemini, 10 um uh, That's a 10-1 as well. And then we have Mercury conjunct the um, North Node Eclipse exactly at 20 degrees, which is quite the lineup of numbers. Now, the, the new moon will be in square to Neptune in Pisces, which happens to be stationing retrograde five, um, no, sorry, two weeks after this new moon eclipse. So he's not quite stationary yet, but he's slowing down. So that's really kind of digging in as well. 
I'm also going to say that this new moon is square to Vesta in Virgo, who has been in Virgo for quite some time, bringing this priestess devotional energy in that I've talked about a lot. But um, it's kind of making a loose mutable grand cross because we have Juno over there in Sagittarius also at 15 degrees. So Vesta's at 15 degrees and Juno is at 15 degrees. So I'll talk a little bit about that and the numbers there too. The other thing I'll be talking about throughout this is that Saturn and Uranus are heading towards the second of three exact squares in 2021. If any of you listened to the forecast uh, Jen and I did as the Weirdly um, Magical podcast, we talked about that at, at length. And uh, so they're only four days away from their second exact square. And Ceres is conjunct Uranus on this uh, new moon. So she is involved in this Saturn-Uranus square as well. Um, this makes everything a very disruptive new moon. It's it's highly, it's bringing rapid change, rapid new beginnings. And it's coming on the back of this uh, full moon that was this morning, this total blood red moon eclipse that was at five degrees, the number of change in a five month and in a five year. So we have immutable signs are also about change. So this is a highly, highly charged eclipse and you'll be feeling it right through this tunnel between now that um, as I record this to June the 10th, which is there's another 10 one. OK, um, <laughs> so we've got a lot of 10s, a lot of ones. Um, and uh, we've also got a few sixes because it's in a six month, which is June. And um, I'll talk more about that. Interestingly, Juno, I mentioned already, is named, uh, June is named after Juno and she's at a 6.15.62. So, so much to talk about. But first, so I've I talked about the card. I want to talk a little bit about the numbers. So I want to talk about the degree of the eclipse. It's a 19, as I said, which is a 19, a 10 and a 1. And this, um, the ancients called the number 19, was called the number of surrender, as your life needs to link up with the universal life. The number 19 is an endurance vibration. It brings everything into focus. It winds up old accounts and starts off anew. Um, it, it's, it is an element of focus. This is a very focused eclipse, a new one. It's not exactly an easy number with number one representing new beginnings and number nine, nine representing completion. So when um, 19 really kind of takes the whole gamut from the numbers from one to nine. OK, but it's a very sensitive number as they finish. See, feel so much ending uh, to make these new beginnings. All right. Um, it's a number of leadership, of course, um, but it's it's got an element of um, setting up a situation that we cannot escape from until we've paid our debts or our let go of the past in full. OK, to move us forward. 
So it's a very uh, powerful, powerful number, as I said. Now, as I said, <coughs> also, <laughs> the 10 will be... Um, will be represented in this as well because we've got the nodes at 10 degrees um, and they were 10 degrees for the full moon eclipse we had this morning. So we've got the 10 one there. So this is new changes, new beginnings again. So um, it's also the 10, which is involved in both the 19 and the um, 10, is um, the, symbolized by Isis and Osiris. It's, it's the symbol of the Heros Gamos, really, the, the, the coming together of the uh, masculine and the feminine. It's the number of kind of love and light. So there's an awful, awful lot um, in those numbers. Okay. Um, as I said as well, there's a lot of sixes. It's a six month. And uh, the number six is, um, is it, it really connects the above and below. It's about intellectual creativity. It's about imagination. It's about union and love and perfection. And, um, and it's the lover's uh, tarot card is represented by the number six, which in the Toth tarot that I use is the Gemini card, the lover's card. So, you know, it's, there's a lot of love and coming together in all of this um, energy, this six uh, vibration. It's also the mother number and um, and is a building number. Okay. So I think that's all I need to say on the numbers. You know, we've got a lot, some other numbers um, activated in a big way. Um Uranus and Ceres are coming together at 12, which is a 3, but in square to Saturn, which is 13. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I find it really interesting that um, it's Vesta in Virgo and Juno in... Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Juno in Sagittarius that are at the 15-6 numbers. And it, in an almost exact square on the eclipse by two minutes that's that's pretty exact and and this is bringing in the um the energy of juno which is the energy of uh, the heros gamos the sacred marriage um and our sacred marriage with each other in um um in general and then Vesta in Virgo about the um, focus, the priestess, one who is whole unto herself. So they are saying we've got to create these new relationships in square to this new moon eclipse that is in uh, Gemini, which is the sign of the lovers and is also the esoteric sign ruled by Venus. So the sign of relationships. So there's a lot here about new relationships. There's a lot here about new spiritual relationships. There's the square to Pi to Neptune in Pisces, which is slowing down. He's at his station um, retrograde degree. He will actually station retrograde. Um, oh, I haven't got the minutes on here, so I'm not going to look. But he's stationing retrograde at 23 degrees. And... Um, there's another five, a lot of change again. So it's just really inviting us to really think into new beginnings. The square between Saturn and Uranus and um, 
Ceres with Uranus and Ceres together in the sign of Taurus another Venus ruled sign is really asking us to um, shake up how we live how we treat the earth um, incidentally I do want to mention that I am doing a presentation for OPA Astrology um, it's opaastrology.org um, I will put a link in the description. I'm doing um, a presentation on series for Oprah Astrology on June the 6th, um, just before this eclipse, incidentally. And, um, and she is, um, on this eclipse, she is asking us to really shake up our relationship to Mother Earth. So there's a lot of Venus energy in this, a lot of change energy, a lot of new beginnings. We're really being asked to uh, move into this new paradigm. These, you know, mutable eclipses like this combined with some of the other crazy things that we've had going on are really highlighting our changing relationship with the Earth. Um, in my talk that I'll be giving for OPA, um, I talk about how Ceres was discovered on January the 1st, 1801, right at the start of a new century, okay? And right at this, um, or about 20 years into the Industrial Revolution. And really, you know, yes, we um, reap the benefits of the Industrial Revolution and we like to drive our cars and we like the factory stuff. But really, the the um, industrial revolution has probably caused the most damage to our environment, our food supply, all the things that Ceres is um, responsible for. And we were primarily an agrarian culture before that, as as humans totally. And really, in the it's only been what <coughs> oh, just over two hundred years since Ceres was um, um, discovered. Um, she's actually um, inside the asteroid belt between Mars and Jupiter. And traditionally in astrology, it's said that, you know, we have personal planets going from the sun to Mercury to Venus to Earth with the moon and then to Mars. And that's kind of our most personal makeup personality and then we've always gone out to Jupiter which is beyond the asteroid belt and they're the transpersonal planets that the um the planets um uh, uh you know are about bigger cycles and things and then Ceres which was dismissed as an asteroid since 1801 really even though she's hiding in plain sight in many places in especially in the USA there's a lot of statues of the goddess Ceres. She's not been honoured. We have not honoured the farming cycles and since her discovery we've had the Dust Bowl and such like. And here she is on this eclipse exactly conjunct Uranus at 12 degrees and in square to Saturn and on her discovery um, on January the 1st 1801 she was in square to Saturn then. I think Ceres is screaming to be listened to again and screaming to be heard 
about how we are in relationship with our great mother, the earth. And in it, I want to read a quote that um, I came across because um, we do know we're moving into this age of Aquarius. Nobody knows when it starts. I kind of think the process started back with that industrial revolution and the discovery of Ceres, which was first called an asteroid and now is called a, um, a dwarf planet. And, uh, and this quote really kind of stuck me struck me it's from Stanislav um, uh, Grof um, patriarchy is the 5,000 year birth canal of the great mother goddess now in incidentally Stan Grof has done a lot of um, we research on psychedelics and Ceres is associated with psychedelics um, she was part of the Eleusian mysteries and she um, uh, where um, the illusion mysteries were about the Eucharist being actually kind of psychedelic material where people took the Eucharist and had a direct experience of God. They did not need this patriarchal priesthood that was a hierarchical energy to show them um, what the meaning of God was and all that kind of stuff. So... So here we have all these things, you know, have been coming to me in this. And here we have Ceres, conjunct Uranus, which is the great awakener, square to Saturn, who she was square to on her discovery. I kind of feel like she has been giving us this message since 1st of January 1801 when she was discovered. And she's been getting mad more and more annoyed that we are not acknowledging her presence. So, you know, I can't give you my whole presentation on a podcast, but I hope that you'll join me. Uh, the presentation is free for um, OPA members. It's $60 a year to be a member of OPA, which is a wonderful um, organisation. I am the um, marketing uh, coordinator for it I post some social media for them and such like but um, it's $15 just to buy that one standalone that presentation and have that recording for a download because I'm really enjoying you know um, discovering this um, work with series and I know it's going to go deeper and she's kind of connected with a book I want to write but anyway, <laughs> Ceres and Uranus on this eclipse are not only in square to Saturn and Saturn is in Uranus and Saturn is the traditional ruler of, um, sorry, in Aquarius. Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius. Uranus is also the modern ruler of Aquarius. So we've got this tension between the old and the new, which is also, you know, um, squares are often thought of as bad we are having finding this tension but this square between Saturn and Uranus is also asking us to bring back some of the old ways and shake up how we treat the land to bring the old in in a new way we're seeing it with um, acknowledgement of indigenous fire management practices that maybe we could actually learn from that and move away from our hierarchical domination, we know better kind of energy and working with the land. 
we're seeing in the um, the reemergence of a lot of permaculture practices, uh, front yard, backyard gardens, food gardens, the like. I could go on, but you've probably witnessed it yourself. So that you know, because this is happening on an eclipse, and the square is almost exact. This is also going to really accelerate these movements if we're learning our lessons. Okay, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure we always will, but um, we've been being given the opportunity to in this. Um, so what else did I want to look at in the chart? So we're being asked basically to look at our local communities our uh, to think differently about how we operate in the world um if you have any planets around 19 degrees of the um, mutable signs this is going to be a pretty huge um, and life-changing eclipse for you that's really pulling you forward as i said it's a north node eclipse uh, the, the eclipse that was on my birthday on December the 14th at 23 degrees Sagittarius was on a south node. That's been pulling us away from things. Now we're being pulled to, towards something we really yearn for, which is this birth canal of the great mother goddess of moving into um, alignment with the cycles of birth and death. And now speaking of <laughs> the alignments of birth and death, I do want to talk about another aspect that's happening in this eclipse chart. Um, on the eclipse chart, we have Pluto at 26 degrees of Capricorn, which is in actually um, a pretty critical degree for this year because Venus will station retrograde at that degree on December the 19th. But Pluto is opposing Mars and Mars is at 29 degrees of Cancer. And um, I just, oh, I wish I'd actually kind of. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm like, oh, I was so prepared. And then I'm like, oh. Oh, I forgot to do this one. Oh no, there's series discovery chart. So Pluto and Mars are in opposition in this chart and they are at the anoretic degrees of Cancer and Capricorn. Now in the series discover, discovery chart, the moon was at 29 degrees of Cancer and um, Eris was at 29 degrees of Capricorn. So we've kind of got some um, activation there for series discovery chart as well. And so there's there's another kind of activation that we're seeing there of really changing. With Neptune in Pisces at 23 degrees, um, 23 is that most human of numbers. We have we have um, it's uh, we have 23 digits, 10 fingers, 10 toes, two eyes and a nose. It's it's the um, days in our biorhythmic cycle. It's the number of pairs of chromosomes we have in a human body. There's lots of things about 23. Um, 
Pluto and um, Eris were squaring off at 23 degrees a lot. 23 is the number of Eris that was in 2020. So we're kind of having those numbers highlighted and it's a 23.5 again, lots of change. Uh, but this is saying, you know, be in um, that direct experience of God again. This is what we're really being called to with all of this, in my opinion. You know, with the Mercury retrograde conjunct the eclipse is really asking us to think differently, to move within, perhaps to find our experience of God within nature. You're not, you don't have to go and take psychedelics. This is, is not a necessity. But if you want to, you can. There's churches setting up all throughout the world. Incidentally, I gave you the quote um, from Stan Groff and he works with psychedelics. I mentioned that already. But it's that, um, uh, full disclosure, I have done psychedelics in my life. And the biggest thing I got was this connection with nature. Seeing shimmering planet, the trees and plants shimmering and talking to you kind of thing. Not literally like mouths opening, but just this sense of um, awe and connection with um, the natural world. This is what we're being called back to more and more as we go through these eclipses. To go towards the end of the year, we're almost out of these eclipses in um, these signs. Incidentally, you know, eclipses go in 19 year cycles. In 2002, we would have had these eclipses and at these degrees, but they would have looked very different. So um, because the whole chart would have been different. At the end of this year, we have one more um, uh, new moon eclipse, which will be on December the 4th at 12 degrees Sagittarius. So another south node eclipse. But after that, the eclipses all move into Taurus and Scorpio for a few, for about 18 months. So this is the central um, part of these eclipses. This is real Gemini Sagittarius node material. Um, this and the two eclipses we had, we had a November the 30th eclipse and the December the 14th one. This is changing us. This is really moving us into the new future. Okay. So I feel like I've babbled to 10 to the dozen, but uh, so I'm going to call it a day there. I hope you enjoy um, these um, uh, podcasts. I am going to start doing some podcasting um, videos and, and audios uh, speaking about different energies, not just the new moons and full moons. Um, I'm probably going to start having some guests on as well. So please leave me reviews on iTunes or wherever your favourite podcast provider is where you listen. I'm providing this podcast from anchor.fm. So it's anchor.fm forward slash weirdly cosmic. Um, you can actually support the podcast for um, as little as 99 cents a month. I think they have 99 cents, 4.99 and 9.99 just to support the work of the podcast because I give this time freely. Um, I appreciate any reviews. As an astrologer, I offer consultations 
Um, I'm taking bookings right now for consultations. I think I'm booked up about two, three weeks, but um, that's not too bad. And um, I also have a membership community called the Venus Enchantment Community, where we work um, where we work in depth with the Venus cycle. Um, I do offer a Venus retrograde class. Um, Venus Enchantment Community members will get that at an extreme discount. They also get um, extreme discount, like 30% off um, consultations. I do almost daily little videos for the membership community and um, other surprises here and there. So please consider coming and becoming a Venus Enchantment community member. Um, it's $23 a month and I give a lot for that. And it's kind of like my Patreon. It supports my work on a monthly basis. So you can find me on Cosmic Owl Astrology on Facebook, Cosmic Owl Astrology on YouTube, Cosmic Owl Astrology on Instagram. Also Twitter, which I kind of flirted with last week, but I keep forgetting to go there. I have a free Facebook group called Cosmic Owl Astrology Cafe. Um, basically, Google Cosmic Owl Astrology or my name. My website is louiseeddington.com. L-O-U-I-S-E-E-D-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. And you can find links to buy my books there, but they're also available from um, all major booksellers, including indie booksellers. And I appreciate book reviews as well on Amazon, even if you buy elsewhere. So for now, the eclipse season is always a, a real kind of wild card time. Extreme events happen, extreme changes happen. And I can promise you this is a big one, new beginnings. So make your intentions very powerful especially if you have planets around 19 degrees of the mutable signs. And the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius and Pisces. And it's opposing my sun. <laughs> so have an awesome um, eclipse season and I hope to see you uh, booking a consultation or joining my Venus Enchantment community. Much love and blessings to you.